0: Welcome to Crotchets and Quavers, the weekly podcast of the music program at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in downtown Fort Worth. I am Jason Ronalds, Choir Master of St. Andrews, and today I want to discuss J.S. Bach's Quia Respexit from his Magnificat. First, a somewhat brief synopsis of his life. Bach was born in 1685 in the town of Eisenach. He began his formal education in 1693 at the Latin School. In 1700, he moved to Lundberg and was taken into the Mettenchor of the Mikuliskirk, where he began singing soprano. After his voice broke, he continued to perform with the Mettenchor as a bass, but was also given the opportunity to accompany on the harpsichord or the violin. His exposure to music of the past as well as contemporary composers was evidenced in the contents of the library of the Mikuliskirk. The works ranged from Schutz, Monteverdi, and Carissimi to Rosenmüller, Kupfer, and Gerstenbüttel. Bach graduated in 1702 and was offered the post of organist at the Neukirche in Arnstadt in 1703. By June of 1707, Bach had successfully interviewed and gained the post of organist at St. Blasius in Mühlhausen, previously occupied by Johann Georg Alle. It was here that he married his first wife, Maria Barbara, in 1707. In the following year, he played for Duke Wilhelm Ernst in Weimar, and was offered the position of organist, which he accepted and began in July of 1708. Most of the works written during these two posts were uh, service music for the organ, such as partitas and suites, though there were some cantatas. But of the 200 cantatas, only 22 were written during his Weimar years, most of which served as service music throughout the liturgical year. During the last year of his stay in Weimar, Bach is first mentioned in publication, Mattheson's Das Beschütze Orchestra, as the famous Weimar organist. Though there seems to have been no obvious displeasure with the position in Weimar, uh, Bach did receive the post of Kapellmeister in the court of Prince Leopold of Kürten in August of 1717. Bach's post in Leipzig was one that he had looked on with much anticipation in regards to the responsibilities, though there were some drawbacks. He was considered to be less worthy than some of the other applicants, and he was unwilling to perform all of the duties being asked, uh, such as to teach Latin. But he was chosen in April of 1723 and began the position in May. The post gave him control of the music to be used for the four principal churches of Leipzig, as well as other communal occasions. During his time in Leipzig, Bach produced his most impressive amount of cantatas for the church. Two complete cycles were written for the years 1723-24 to 24 and 1724-25. to 25. A third cycle was written between 1725 and 27, and a fourth was written between 1728 and 29. A final fifth cycle was possibly completed in the 1740s. Now, keep in mind, these cycles cover 52 weeks, so he was writing 52 cantatas for these complete cycles each time. While working in Leipzig, Bach made a visit to Berlin to see his son Carl Philipp Emanuel Bach at his post as harpsichordist for Prince Frederick of Prussia. From this visit comes one of his most important works of that time, the Musicalicious Opfer, written for Frederick the Great in 1747. The work was based on a fugal theme that the Prince had provided, and it contained characteristics that demonstrated Bach's ability to fuse new styles with old styles successfully. Bach's Magnificat was written in 1723 for a small sacred music festival in Leipzig. He followed the traditions of inserting German hymns into the work, creating a service rather than just a concert. The version best known today, however, was made about ten years later. He took the German hymns out, allowing the piece more flexibility in its liturgical position. In addition, he also transposed the work from E flat, the 1723 version, to D for the 1733, and altered some of the instrumentation. The work contains five choral sections and seven aria-type sections for various voices. In his discussion of Bach, Charles Hubert Hastings Perry states, One thing must be admitted at the outset there is no femininity about the work. There is hardly a bar which could be taken to suggest that Bach intended to emphasize any personal aspect of the hymn of the Virgin. His purpose seems rather to be to suggest the feeling that Christian worshipers in a body adopt the hymn as an expression of praise, gratitude, and joy for themselves. I agree with Perry for the most part. The work is strong in instrumentation, not what one might normally expect for the Song of Mary, especially one who is accustomed to even song services in the English tradition. I feel that the movement under consideration today exudes not only the thoughts of Mary at the realization of what has just been told her, but also a sense that this music clearly represents Mary's personal feelings. Quia respectit is the third movement of the Magnificat, but focuses on the phrases Quia respectit humilitatem ancile sue, et ceenim ex hoc beatam dicet, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. The first two phrases, set as a choral section and a soprano solo, express the joy of the news Mary has just received. This third phrase shows Mary as being humbled by the idea of bearing the Son of God. While Perry may have felt the work non-feminine, the orchestration of organ, oboe, and soprano is indeed very feminine to me. One can almost imagine a beautiful maiden sitting by a brook as Pan plays his pipes, The pastoral motif of a lowly handmaiden is clearly demonstrated in this movement. The oboe lines are delicate and descend in a flowing cascade, the humility Mary feels. Bach even sets most of the soprano lines in a like manner, descending style. The tenderness of the work is heightened by the tonal center of B minor at the beginning, in contrast to D major of the previous movements. Schubart, a theorist mentioned in episode 1, identifies D major as representing victory and triumph, an idea that is consistent with the opening phrases of the Song of Mary. Bach's transition to B minor clearly represents Schubert's interpretation. He claims that B minor is a key of patience, a representation of awaiting divine dispensation. We understand that Mary only had to wait from this point on for Jesus to be born. She was obedient to her God and waited for his promise to be fulfilled. Before the movement ends, Bach moves back to D Major to express the joy of her being remembered as the mother of Jesus for all generations. Rather than letting the new tonal area be established in a traditional manner, he begins to oscillate between the two tonal areas of B minor and D major, as a reminder of the heaviness of the task which Mary has been given. Quia Respexit is a beautiful representation of Mary's humility at being chosen to bear the Son of God, and yet her joy at being remembered from this time forth. We are fortunate to be able to present this piece to the congregation this coming Sunday. Please join us next week or visit our website to see what else the music ministry of St. Andrew's has in store.